The Nerdy Misfit Podcast with your host, with your host, Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. Hello, hello, another episode of the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. What's up, everybody? We are back again with part two of an episode series that will only be three parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might end up being more of a series for other things. I think we yeah. might do more tier list discussion. I think it's a good way of starting a discussion. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. It's not. I feel like we could probably fill out a tier list relatively quick if we were just doing it on our own. But I think having a little bit more of a discussion of why, why not bringing in both of our own kind of tier list as well gives us a uh, a better catalyst. Yes, for actually doing a podcast. So. As you guys can see, my lovely screen, <laughs> or I guess it's our <laughs> lovely screen. It's not really the shared laptop, shared laptop. <laughs> between Matt and I. But um, yeah, we are here again Uh, for you guys. This will be probably two, three weeks potentially between the first part and the second part. And yep. God knows how long till the third, third one. But for Matt and I, we aren't, we actually did not just record this right off, right off the rip. No, right, a right full after. week. So it's been, it's been about a week for us. So. We will have to, we left off at Skypea. Skypea. So we'll be starting off at Long Ring, Long Island. If you guys are unfamiliar with what exactly we are doing, we are doing a tier list for the One Piece arcs. Peace arcs. Now this could go for whether you've seen the anime or whether you go for manga. I'm sure both of us, that might affect certain ways we rank things. If maybe we enjoyed it more in the anime, vice versa. Yep. Another thing is obviously, this is boiler warning. Spoiler warning. If uh, you are not yeah. past Guy Pia, there will be spoilers for past that. Which reminds us, if you are uh, not sure what that is all about, go check out the first part of this miniseries where we review all the arcs, starting with Romance Dawn all the way up to Sky Pia. You should go check that out because then you can understand more of the bickering and things that will happen in this episode. That is just factually true. <laughs> but yeah. Um, the main thing is, obviously, we don't want to spoil anything. You, we're going to be discussing, obviously, arcs as we go. Yeah. So if you see that we're at an arc and you don't want to be spoiled by that arc, that's probably a good time to turn off, come back when you are caught up, and, of course, make your own tier list when you are. We are definitely interested to see what what everyone else's opinion is Yep. and, uh, and or, you know, how much we're wrong. <laughs> Oh, is that what it is? I think I think that's how the internet works. It's not a discussion. It's how wrong are the other people? Correct, always. Without further ado, though, let's uh, let's jump right into it. And I think uh, you have your uh, your tier list ready, Matt. Yep, your personal one. Okay, perfect. everything's all good to go here. All right. Um, uh, I think it's safe to say, though, f- for me, um, just, just put it where it needs to be. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in D tier. Yep. Okay. <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> We're starting off easy here. Yeah. This arc is one of the arcs in the anime that actually has filler. Like, there's only a couple episodes of filler, per se. But yeah, um, with the small percentage that One Piece has for filler, it being such a low rate, this is one of the arcs that has... It feels harsh, because in the manga, it really is only, like, one or two chapters. Like, it's very it's little. very small. Yeah. But it is just a... 
transition arc to yep. uh, Water 7, but I don't know. There's just nothing I really liked about the arc. No. I guess my favorite thing is Sanji and Zoro having to work together, mm-hmm. where they still don't like it, but they're like... They have disgruntled. To, yeah. yeah. Do it. But uh, other than that, I guess it just shows how ridiculous One Piece can be. We have a crazy OP power that turns out if that was on someone else, that was a little maybe more intelligent. Could be insane. Yeah. Uh, We also get another weird island. Yep. With all the long creatures. The only uh, key plot points it says, because I have that list up that kind of breaks down the arcs a little bit, is that this is when um, Akiji... And the strengths of like the admirals are introduced. Oh, do we meet Alkiji for the first time? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, he freezes Luffy and freezes Nico Robin. Yeah. But he doesn't actually grab them. Then off on his bike he goes. Yep. Yeah, I guess that would probably be the most important thing then. Meeting, yeah, but still meeting one of the admirals. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Tiny arc too. I think uh, episode wise, fifteen chapters wise, nineteen chapters but that, i think that's because they incorporate with like both yeah Akiji getting they incorporate Okiji and the um going down from skypea that whole oh yeah yeah that's also i think there's a whole filler arc of them falling yeah the there's pre-falling. four episodes yeah. filler in this of the 15 episodes four of which are filler because in the anime they have two of those octopus balloons yeah but only one obviously in the manga anyways mm-hmm. all right uh well that's easy enough on to i feel like this is easy to say, but a one of a fan favorite. Yes, definitely. Especially if you consider the saga of Water, Water 7, 7 as a everything whole. it encompasses. Yeah. But for me, I put Water 7 as A tier. Yep. Okay. We're we're on we're on we're on the same page. Yeah. Now, the only reason I'm putting it on A tier is because I do think Ennis Lobby is better. I agree. All right. Water All right. seven wise, not too I mean the key Water Seven, cool island. Yep. The whole concept of it is cool, shipwright kind of that's that's where the best shipwrights yep. are. Usopp and Robin leave. Right. We have the Usopp and Luffy fight, which is very dramatic. Yep. Heartfelt. Uh Usopp does put up a pretty solid battle. Yeah. Considering we all know who was gonna win. Mm-hmm. I think he did he did he had some really good preparation and he tried his best. He tried. He tried. Also very sad. Learning of the Going Mary is donezo. Yep. And just seeing how the whole crew reacts to that too. They all kind of are going to Water 7 with the expectation like we're going to get the Mary fixed. We're going to go back on our adventure. It's going to be great. And once they learn that no, the Going Mary cannot. It is nope. It's a miracle that you made it here. Yeah. And even just the way Luffy handles it, you can tell it is a very difficult decision. But Luffy's goal is to be the Pirate King. Exactly. So so he makes the decision Sacrifices. That if I want my dream to come true, we have to get another ship. Yeah. It's just not possible. And it of course, should. that's when Usopp disagrees. He's like, no, we can't. He leaves. Which I feel some people get really annoyed by it. But the ship does have more sentimental value to Usopp. Yeah. His village, um, for lack of a better term, basically his best friend slash love interest. Yeah. But, 
I don't know. I feel for Usopp, but at the same time, I was kind of like, yeah. It's got to happen. And so with that, Usopp is gone. Robin leaves. Yep. We meet CP9. CP9, it's a big part of this. We're all undercover. We meet Frankie and the Frankie family. We meet Iceberg, who's uh, actually, fun fact, is uh, inspired by George Clooney. Interesting. Yep. That is who he's inspired by. Hmm. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Um, yeah, so we meet and we meet all the other Galley Law yep. people. Um Yeah, what else? What else? Uh obviously this l- the cityscape is kind of based off of Venice in a way. Mm-hmm. The travel, the water throughout the city. And overall, very cool architecture, very cool landscape of the island. Um, but mostly it's just a major setup for what's about to happen. Exactly. I, we have Luffy and crew kind of lose to CP nine mm-hmm. and by lose, I mean pretty much get wrecked, uh, showing that cause at this point for the most part, I feel like the straw hats have always kind of gotten over the opposing Luffy did have a couple, um, he has a couple losses to Crocodile, but not to this extent. Yeah, not it didn't. I mean, he did have that hook through him, but then he was, yeah. you know, he was fine. But I don't know. I just feel like this. Yeah, this was the first real major gap yeah. in strength where you're like, wow, those guys are yeah something else, and they exhibited abilities that we just haven't seen. So with that being said, Robin's taken, Usopp's gone, and. Um, yeah, they, uh, looping crew just don't accept that. They want, they want Robin back. Sorry, what's up? Oh, we also meet Tom. Yep. In the flashback. Yep. Who. Duel with Gusto. He's an interesting character. Maybe a little broader ship. Um, and with that said, they, uh, make their way to go save Robin. Exactly. So we get to meet Sniper King for the first time. Yep. It's a shame he's not a mainstay. He was a pretty cool character. Yeah. Pretty neat. And, uh, yeah, also, we obviously, the C train is also introduced at this time. But, anyways, we make our way to Enslabi, which is basically where all the craziness happens of kind of built up by yeah. Water 7. Now, because on our own list, we didn't have Peak One Piece as an option. Correct. So, are, are you thinking of throwing Enslabi in Peak One Piece? Um, I'm where okay are you sitting with, with this? I have it in S tier for my actual list. Yeah, same. Um, I'm okay with putting it in peak one piece for now. Okay. And potentially lowering it, depending. lowering it, depending yeah. on how many That's we fair. end up putting. Cause like, there's a lot that happens in this arc for a lot of the characters. This is where a lot of them, we see their first big power ups. Yes. Yeah, so well. We have power ups. We have, um, some more lore that builds a little bit more of the world government. Builds yep. more with some backstories for major characters. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, we also get just an insight to like this goes with the world, the building of the world, but just the true insight into like how corrupt the marine slash world government really yeah. is. And the Straw Hats also wage war on the world government. What? No. So that's yeah. that's some that's something that's that a little big, you know. That's something. That and we see Luffy, um, Luffy's gear two and three. 
Yep. Which is so big. like you said, these are the big yeah. the big power ups we get. The monster point for the monster first time. Monster point. Sanji Sanji's uh, Jambe. Diablo Jam. Yep. Uh, nine sword style. Uh, yep. We've got. Um, uh, Zoro loses the Yabashuri. Oh yes, it gets. That's, that's a little bit like a skipped over point, but his yeah, sword gets rusted. <laughs> nah, that's right. Not important, but not but is. No, it's definitely yeah. important, and it's kind of a not a foreshadow, but what more of a question of what's he gonna get next? Yeah. Obviously, Zoro without three swords is not Zoro. Not Zoro. But oh, Nami's perfect climb attack as well. Yep, yep, yep. Always improvements to the climb attack. Always improvements. Always. Always getting better. Now, in this one, we follow the typical straw hat writing style for Oda, where eventually we start all together, kind of. Like, they're already split up on the train, because some people are on the train, some aren't. Yeah. We get there, everyone's kind of starts getting split up, and they all end up doing their own fights. And I would say, I feel like the first thing we should probably discuss is just, yeah, I guess probably Luffy versus Bluno, I believe his name is. They have the door door fruit. Mm-hmm. And that's when he uses gear second for the first time. Yep. That's the stance where he bends his knees, fist down to the ground, and he starts basically blood doping. <laughs> yeah. Essentially how it's explained is he's, since he's made of rubber, he can therefore pump more of his blood to all of his vital organs and muscles, et cetera, et cetera, increasing the speed of that, getting more oxygen to all of his body parts, and ergo giving him mm-hmm. more speed, which was kind of his way of adapting to the speed of CP9. That was Luffy's yeah. adaptation. Now, if you're completely caught up in One Piece... This makes even more sense based on what we know about his devil fruit now. I'm not going to go too spoilery since some people might want to stick around for until the arc they're on. Yeah. But this is the first interesting creativity that Luffy... He displays creativity always with his fruit, but this one's the first where you're kind of at that, okay, I guess. (laughs) Like some of it, I guess that makes kind of ish sense. Sure. But if you're caught up, it makes tons of sense now. Yes. Um, gear three made less sense to me. The whole biting his arm and blowing up his yeah, bones and his muscles and man. stuff. Because, yeah. like, if you ever get hit by a balloon, does that hurt? Yeah. That's the one thing. And it still has yeah. impact. Yep. So I don't know so much about gear three, but... Mm-hmm. Something they got rid of, that Oda got rid of originally with Gear 3 was Luffy shrinking. Oy. That used to be a downside to using Gear 3, which I always thought was kind of funny. Interesting. Seeing the mini Luffy. Yeah. The thing about it, how he uses Gear 3 after him and that doesn't happen anymore. No, it's true, yeah. So that was that, that was interesting. Um, Another big thing for this arc as well is this is the first reveal of like people, like if they eat a second devil fruit, that they'll just die essentially. Yeah, that is revealed. There's some devil fruit lore because we have two two people that end up getting devil yep. fruits from which CP9. Is, which is the first time we see people actively eat. Actively the devil eat fruit. it and not in a not flashback. Good. And they're not good. Exactly. Not Ain't tasty. Good. Nope. Um yeah, they uh, eat the giraffe and the soap, I 
believe something like that. Giraffe for sure. Can't. I think it might be soap. And Khalifa's might be soap. Khalifa, Khalifa. I don't remember her name. Something like that. Going off memory here. Matt's yeah. the one who has a list in front of him. I'm just spouting off as much as I think I know. Potentially know. Might know. Lies. They could be lies. I could just be saying names. Awa, awa. No means. Just, just not tell me what it is. Ah. A lot of uh, Robin backstory, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much who the main focus is on is Robin and her. I guess basically giving up, mostly due to the fact that she wants to keep the straw hat safe. She's always felt like anyone she gets close to is in danger and has either died or something bad's happened to. Very sad. Very sad life she's lived if yeah. you consider how long she's been wanted by the government from a very young age. And yeah, she definitely bonds with the straw hats and doesn't want anything bad to happen. So her giving up is kind of her way of thinking she's saving them. Yeah. And at this point, if you know anything about Luffy, he just doesn't really accept that crap. True. I mean, we look back at Nami, who's like, no, leave. I don't need you. I don't need your help, blah, blah, blah. And then she does, so. Yeah. Luffy knows what's best for you before you know what's best for you. (laughs) True. Also, the Awa Awa no Mi fruit is uh, basically making the user a soap human, but it's called the Bubble Bubble fruit. Bubble Bubble, okay. So. And not, and it's a uh, paramecia, not to be confused with Logia, because the user cannot turn themselves into soap and bubbles. Well, there you go. There's your fun devil fruit fact for this arc. Yeah, I really disliked that fight personally. Yeah. Whenever there's a fight with, well, the fight with Nami was good. Mm-hmm. It's whenever Sanji's fighting someone that's a woman. I'm not a big fan of the whole, oh, I can't fight them, they're a woman. And this happens with um, Bon Clay. Yeah. We didn't really mention it during talking about Alabasta, but I also was not a big fan of Bonclay switching to Nami and then Sanji just not being able to fight anymore. Because he's a very intelligent person. And I get that it's the humor and he's the love-struck, like, style archetype. But... But still, yeah. Nah, I don't know. I just feel like his intelligence is higher than that. But, with that said, we also see probably one of the greatest fights or what a lot of people would consider one of the greatest fights in the manga slash anime and one of the greatest villains or fan favorite villains, which is Rob Lucci and Luffy. He has the leopard devil. Fruit. Yep. And yeah, it was a pretty solid fight. Not gonna lie. I enjoyed it. I think Rob Lucci's a pretty cool character. His backstory is also pretty messed up by the way. And yeah, um, I got nothing bad to really say about the arc. It follows, I guess if you want to say one negative, it just repeats the same fighting stylistic choice of breaking up the straw hats, but you kind of have to. It's, we've talked about this too, where like, it's good. You have to break them apart. It's just easier. It also makes, what are you going to have all straw hats versus Rob Lucci? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And it's a crew. You expect everyone to kind of take their own take on someone mm-hmm. their own way, their own strength level. That's kind of how it ends up being, right? Luffy takes on the big bad. Yep. Then Zoro takes on the second big bad. Exactly. Then Sanji and down the down the pecking order we go. Exactly. Uh we get to see Frankie fight. 
who's definitely got an interesting style to him being half cyborg, front half only. Yep. Because, you know, he can only surgically... Of course. ...do stuff to himself via that way. Yeah. We also get Frankie's backstory, which I believe is told during... um, I believe it's told during Water 7. It's mostly, yeah, during Water 7, because then Frankie officially helps out in on his lobby. But yeah, Robin's backstory, her island gets Buster called, which is, you know, appropriately name-dropped a Buster call, because then his lobby also ends up getting Buster called. Yep. And yeah, it's a very dramatic, sad backstory about her whole island and her family dying. Everyone she's ever known and loved. Uh, we learn about how she knows Okiji. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening there with uh, D-Soul. And yeah, it's just it's just it's pretty rough. Pretty rough to, to read slash watch this young, very young girl just end up becoming one of the most wanted people in yep. in the world. But and told li- lies told about her. Yeah. Because what 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 the reason why? Is just because O'Hara just were smart and they were too smart for their own good. Too too interested in the void century, too interested in knowledge that the world government had to shut that down. Do not want people to have. So Dunzo is yep. that island. And that just goes into what we were discussing where you just kinda learn how corrupt the world really is, where you're not allowed to know. Yep. It's a thought police. Yeah, you're not allowed <laughs> to think. You're not allowed to know. You're not allowed to search for things unless the world government says so. Exactly. And Robin is now one of the last people who's able to read Poneglyphs, mm-hmm. which we know already. But now we know why that the importance of that. Yep. That's why she's wanted is because she can do that. She has the ability which to do that. Means she has the potential to reveal the secrets of the Void Century, which is no bueno. Which the world government ain't no. They don't. They're not a fan. Exactly. Of that. And yeah, so another name drop is Void Century. Yep. A lot of big elements introduced here. Mm-hmm. And obviously the big fights were great. And Peak One Piece. And the best part is they're leaving Ennis Lobby, who's being bus recalled. And what better than the ship that we thought was gone to save their ass? Which is so weird. The so Going Mary's there. The f- big finale. That I believe, if I remember correctly, Iceberg ended up fixing after the wave came in. Yeah. He saw it shipwrecked on like the side of Water 7. And I think he heard the Club Altamon or whatever it's called speak to him. The ship speak to him. Yep. He fixed that ship. Ship's like, I need to sail one more time. I need to help them one more time. Out the ship goes after he fixes it ish. And it saves the Straw Hats, leading us into post Ennis Lobby. Post Ennis Lobby. Um, post Ennis Lobby. Not as long as Ennis Lobby. No, it's more um, of just a wrap up yeah. of, of the two arcs as a whole. Which I think it's still S tier. Oh, you have Ennis, you have post Ennis Lobby as an S tier. I have S-tier. it in A, but I'm thinking based on like, because we've thrown Ennis Lobby in peak One Piece. And this is still solid wrap up story. It's the big finale, the epilogue to Ennis Lobby. I think throwing it in S tier would be good, but I also putting it in A. Like, I do have you have it, it dropped? on my list in B tier. B tier, okay. Um, I feel like the main reason is just it's kind of falling in that transition arc as okay. idea. It is wrapping up a lot of the drama, a lot of the craziness we've already seen. I think the most important part of post Ennis Lobby is we meet Garp. Well, mm-hmm. the crew meets Garp. If you're reading cover stories, 
You've met Garp. Yeah, a long time ago. So you meet Garp. We get to see Kobe and Helmeppo for the first time and how they are now. And we get the name drop of who Luffy's dad is. And the Usopp apology. I feel like those are the... And Frankie joins. I feel like that's... Um, like, not saying that those are yeah, big elements. But so. there's more big elements, too, based on this list here. Apparently, this is when the Four Emperors and the New Worlds Oh, because that's what Garp introduces yeah. to them. Monkey D. Dragon is properly introduced. Yes, that's Luffy's yeah, dad. I know. And then the <laughs> Shank and Whitebeard battle and the Ace and Blackbeard battle. I just feel like there's yeah, definitely... I guess like we can move it into eight here just based on the knowledge that's yeah. dropped in such a short part. So we'll move it over. So yeah, a lot of lot of big information. Uh, we have the surprise from Garp showing up, breaking into the place that the Straw Hats are. Straw Hats think of their doom because they're all pretty weak. Still recovering. And then learning that the vi- one of the vice admirals of the Marines... The hero of the Navy is Luffy's grandpa, Monkey D. Garp. And as you would expect, they're all very shocked and kind of like, uh, Luffy, why didn't you ever mention anything? And obviously, uh, Garp and Luffy have a interesting, interesting relationship. relationship. Although very similar in a lot of ways. Yes. And they also do not see eye to eye on a lot of things. <laughs> But it is just funny seeing all of these Marines show up to the very wanted Straw Hats at this point. Mm-hmm. Not giving a crap about actually getting the Straw Hats. Yep. And obviously, uh, Garp's there. He name drops Dragon, like Matt said, which Luffy has no idea who his dad is. And then he pops off talking about, oh, Luffy, I heard you met your your dad. And he's like, no, what are you talking, are you talking about? about? I, I have a dad? Yeah. And so dragons then dropped, in which case, once again, all the straw hats are kind of like blown Wait. away. <laughs> Why haven't you told us? All of them know who Dragon is, and Luffy has no idea. Yeah. And Dragon is name dropped as the most wanted man in the world. Yep. Leader of the Revolutionary Army. So the uh, monkey family is. They have chess pieces on all sides. Yes. You know, we got someone who technically speaking is on the side of the world government. Yep. We have one who's a pirate. And one on the complete opposite end. And one who's a a revolutionary. Yep. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. That family is crazy. Yep. And uh, yeah, like you said, Garp then goes into talking about the four powers, which is our first time. The names aren't really dropped for all of them, if I remember correctly, but we see an image of what they kind of look like, a, a, a shadow. So yeah. I remember the first image of Kaido really doesn't look like what Kaido ends up looking like. Big no. Mom's looks pretty accurate. Yeah. And obviously we have Whitebeard and we have Shanks. So now we don't know their names at this point, right? Not for all four of them. I think I just Whitebeard think. and Shanks. Yeah. And we see like the, the shadowy figures of the other yeah. two because we haven't, yeah, I know Kaido gets mentioned and, yeah. in the next arc, but and we haven't been introduced to them. Yeah, and that's the first time we learn about. I guess the importance of that is we learn how strong Shanks is as a pirate. Yeah, how important he really is. Uh, obviously, at this point, we've already seen Whitebeard and Shanks clash. Right, we see Shanks go aboard Whitebeard's ship, telling him to tell Ace to stop hunting Blackbeard. Yeah, which Whitebeard did not like. He did not. 
no. do not care for being told what to do. Yep. Especially by Shanks. But dun, 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 dun. So we've seen these two guys. We see that Whitebeard is a massive dude. Ma- massive. Very large man. And I guess, like you said, we, we end up seeing um, the battle of Ace and Blackbeard occur. And that one's actually just left in the air at the end because they both end up using some massive... I can't remember their abilities respectively, but they both use massive... Yeah, attacks. Attacks, and it's just kind of left in the air of like, okay, I guess that happened. We maybe will come back to that. And then after GURP, will we meet Kobe and Helmeppo? Yep. See how they're doing. They're both definitely more... Well, Helmeppo definitely is a better person. Not hard. He definitely had to just be even just remotely just nicer. Be nice, yeah. And he was a better person. But and we see Kobe just not be a wuss. Yep. Which is also nice to see. They definitely have grown into good Marines. Definitely have a good figure to follow when it comes to the Marines, at least, which is nice. And we do end up seeing them later in the story, but this is just it's nice to see the progress because in a way, Kobe is a mirroring of what's going on with Luffy. Yeah. We may not always see what's going on with him, but at the same time, he began his journey into becoming a Marine at the same, same time, time Luffy became a pirate, realistically. Yep. so Pretty much, yeah. It is kind of a mirroring of them of where's Luffy at? Where is Kobe at? Yeah. And with the end, we get Frankie joining the crew in a very creative way. I w- Do you remember how he joins? Not exactly, no. Uh, there's a, uh, Des Fleur. Des Fleur. Oh, yeah. Onto a sensitive body part of any male genitalia. Yep. And also he doesn't have his Speedo on. Yes, I do remember this now. Well, okay. And yeah, he ends up joining the crew. He also ends up, uh, uh, I don't know, making a ship for them. Yeah. After stealing all of their money. And he joins us the shipwright. Thus, the Thousand Sunny. The Thousand Sunny was born. And then they leave. Well, just before they leave, one of one of my favorite moments. Now, I don't know how high on my list it would go. Maybe we do a favorite moments list Ooh, another time. Yeah. But this is something for me that you got to put respect on Zoro's name. Now, he may... He may just come off as a little dumb sometimes when it comes to figuring out where he needs to go. Yep. But this moment, one of the, this moment for me shows how good he really is mm-hmm. as the second in charge, as that right hand to Luffy, as the vice captain. Luffy's a jokester. Um none of his crew really takes him too seriously. I think the big thing that the crew has in terms of respect for Luffy is when the chips are down, when he's needed, they know they can count on Luffy. Yeah. That's one of the big things. And obviously they hear, uh, cause Sanji, well, I think Sanji walks by the beach and he hears like Usopp practicing, accepting being part of the crew again. And he tells everyone and then, and then Chopper and Luffy are all super excited. And um, everyone's excited to be like, Oh yeah, let's go welcome him back yeah. to the crew. And Zoro stops everyone and is like, no, he chose to leave. He chose to put down the gauntlet and fight our captain. Yep. He's like, we're not playing games here. We're not playing pirate. 
you can't just leave and join. That's not what he's yeah, saying. Exactly. He even says, I think he ends up grabbing Luffy's face and is like, now our captain is an idiot, but he's still our captain. And he's like, and I think he says something along the lines of, uh, he would lose all respect for Luffy if he just lets him power the crew and, he, and Zoro will be the next to defect. Yeah. And while everyone is grumpy and mad at Zoro for saying this, it was definitely reality though. It was something like, that needed to be said. Yeah. And I, once he says that Luffy understands and accepts that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the strong suits that Luffy has of when someone on his crew is dead serious about something like that. He, he puts aside his own wants and desires to be like, okay, I understand. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So they end up leaving and Usopp hasn't come and apologized yet. Nope. Because Usopp is under the impression that for some reason they're just going to welcome him back. Like yeah, it's just nothing. be like, oh, come back. But no, he definitely doesn't need to apologize. He was in the wrong. And yeah, everyone's very sad because it doesn't look very good. And the last man is in me. He apologizes and Luffy extends his arm in both friendship. And they come back and then he's back on the crew. Usopp's back. Maybe, you know, they probably should have upgraded and grabbed Sniper King, but it's fine. That's their own it's decision. Fine. And thus, moving on to a ho ho. Thus, we move on to Thriller, Thriller Bark, Bark. Which How is bad a did you put it? Halloween themed. Uh, people love Halloween themed arcs and stories. I have. Is it D for you? I have Thriller Bark in C. Okay. All right. I'll take it then. Sole purpose being something I'm sure we'll talk about at the end. That's pretty much the one thing that brings it up for me. For me, Thriller Bark is... There are some funny moments. Yep. Meeting Brooke is interesting. Just another really wacky devil fruit. Um, On top of that, we... Also, just the explanation of why he... Because remember, it's... The whole point of his devil fruit is you get a second chance at life. Yep. But his soul could not find his body. That is why he's a skeleton. If it was someone else who's apparently the soul could find your body, yep. they would be just a normal person again. Exactly. But nope. Brooke is, in fact, a skeleton. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's a skeleton. And he has an afro. Heck yeah. Um, Another really messed up backstory, by the way. There, oh, yeah. I mean, this goes without saying, but the entire Straw Hat crew has pretty messed up. Messed is this one we get the payoff of, like, LaFou and everything like that? No. No? That's later on? Technically, we get the payoff because we get the first relation to him. Mm-hmm. Because the crew that the whale was waiting for yeah, was, was, Br- was, was Brooke's crew. crew. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, And that's his goal. Yeah. Is to to meet him again. So I guess, yeah, you could argue that this is the payoff. But at the same time, we just extended it now because now it's the goal. <laughs> it's his goal, Brooke. yeah. And the big massive payoff is... Um, Early, early, early on in the East Blue Saga, Luffy mentioning that they need a musician. Exactly. And Brooke ends up being that musician, which is pretty awesome. And he is pretty great for that. One of my favorites. Um, We also get a really bizarre health mechanics in this arc, which Luffy loses a tooth and all he has to do is drink milk and he gets a tooth back. Yeah. Or is that Ennis Lobby? I can't remember. One of these. One of those those recent arcs in this area that... You just happens and you just kind of go, okay, I, I, sure, I guess. I, I guess. And with that being said, we go on to the actual island, which is just actually a ship. It's a ship of one of the seven warlords, that warlord being Gecko Moria. What are your thoughts on Moria? 
I just did not enjoy him as a villain. I thought his power was interesting. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Um, Brooke joins in, not the crew, but joins them because his shadow has been taken and he yeah. wants to get his shadow back. So he tags along with the straw hats, the new, the new straw hats. Mm. First, first uh, island with Frankie. And yeah, it's a Halloween themed island. Lots of skeleton zombie-esque things going on. We got people with different people's shadows causing a whole types of weird shenanigans. We meet that weird doctor guy who's a horrible human being. Yep. Turns out, shocker. <laughs> Just not a good person at all, which he's a doctor in quotations. And obviously our actual doctor who gives a crap about people is just appalled. Just absolutely yep. appalled. Um, we get the weird mink. He's is no, not a, he's not a mink. No. no, we get the weird guy with the uh, invisible devil fruit, which is like Sanji's like jealous. He's so jealous that this guy has this devil fruit. Yep. Where this guy creeps in on Nami, and it's very uncomfortable scene. Very uncomfortable. I should note that she was in the shower. Like it's very yeah. Just, I was very gonna un- say you should probably mention. It's a very uncomfortable scene. And, uh, yeah, uh, other than that, we end up working towards... I, I'm just going to skip over a lot of it and just go into the big things, which is obviously Luffy ends up fighting Gekamoria. Yep. He's got all the shadows back. Mm-hmm. And Zoro has a fight with the zombified, resurrected, legendary samurai. Yep. Ryuma, I believe. Is that his name? Is it in your notes? Uh, it has the name of the blade. Black blade. Ryuma. Ryuma, okay, so I was right, and that's also a massive foreshadowing to Wano. Huge foreshadowing because he's a, he's a. They went, Gekamoria went to, or they Gekamoria and uh, the Doctor went to Wano, dug up twenty three years ago, dug up Ryuma's grave to steal him and the sword. Yep, this is also the treasure of Wano, this sword. Ryuma is the most legendary samurai from the island of Wano, so. Major dream drop of Wano. Obviously, this ends up being Zoro's third sword, which, what was the name, Matt? Go ahead. Drop the name of the sword. The sword? Shusui? Shusui. Black Blade. One of the 21 great swords. Looks awesome. Yep. Definitely one of the coolest looking swords. And I believe Ryuma also had Brook's shadow, so he helps that. The sword stands for Autumn Water. Fun fact. And it was a pretty sick fight. Yep. Zoro gets the gets a third sword. Luffy beats Gekamoria. The Onion Man. Yep. Big thing in this arc too is Kuma. Well, I was getting there. I don't know. I'm just saying those, those are the big things that yeah. fight, the fight happens. Yeah. Luffy is exhausted because he, Nightmare Luffy comes yep. out. Nightmare Luffy. Um, another big drop is the the giant the the old giant race whatever they're called. It's not in the general notes here. Um. Can't remember the the name of the the races, but it's like a Oni esque level beastly giant old ancient giant. I don't remember what it's called, but um, yeah. Then uh, all the straw hats are. Uh, I think it's safe to say dead exhausted. Luffy beaten to crap, not feeling very hot, unconscious in terms of just cannot fight. Is probably can't move his body at all. And then Bartholomew Kuma, enter, new warlord. Bom, bom, <laughs> new bom, warlord bom. appears. <laughs> a fifth one unlocked. And uh, 
Akuma, he's a a strange one, holding yep. a Bible. Bare-eared, massive lad, weird pawpaw fruit. I think I think that basically covers him. Yeah. And uh, it's safe to say the Straw Hats cannot fight this guy at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, enter him going after Luffy because he's a warlord, so he's just doing what he's told. Yep. And Zoro and Sanji are like, no way, Jose, you ain't grabbing our captain. And they're willing to basically die for their captain, which respect to both Sanji and Zoro for this uh, massive cojones shows that both of them are willing to give up what they desire for their captain. Mm-hmm. Zoro being the vice captain, also disliking Sanji gives them the old knockout. Yep. And basically takes on Kuma by himself in his own way. And what ends up happening is Zoro puts his life on the line saying, do not take my captain's life. I'm going to be the greatest swordsman. Basically saying like you, you were, you can take me. I'm the equivalent of what will be the yeah. greatest swordsman. Um, putting all of his ambitions aside for his captain. And this is just a goosebump scene in both the manga and the anime where you just, cause at this point, Zoro, I think believe even early in the story, Zoro's like, I will become, and I'm not going to let your dream stop me from becoming the greatest swordsman. But He's basically always let Luffy know that, yeah, I'm going to be with you and I'm going to be on your crew and I will help. But if that moment arises where I need to be, like, I'm going to take it. Yeah. And this is where we learn that he puts that aside for to be. Basically, Luffy's goal is everyone's goal. Yep. And everyone else's goal is a tier below. And he ends up taking on all of Luffy's pain. Which is very insane. Yeah. Kuma makes a pawpaw, uses pawpaw for two extract all of Luffy's pain and exhaustion from his previous fight and basically says, Hey, if you can live this, then like I'm leaving. Yep. If you die, then I'll let them know that I killed the pirate hunter Zoro. And that's a W and I couldn't capture, like I couldn't capture Luffy. If you live, then like basically respect. (laughs) It's true. And yeah, he ends up taking on all of Luffy's pain, all of Luffy's exhaustion the Straw Hats finally end up waking up from the battle. Yep. And there's Zoro standing off in the distance, pool of blood. Everyone's like, what the heck happened? What's going on? And Zoro with the most cold response ever. Nothing happened. Because he doesn't want them to know what happened. Exactly. He doesn't care. He doesn't need any... He did it because that's just his duty to his captain. Exactly. And he doesn't need to be It re- takes like full 3 years. Yeah. And he doesn't need to healed. be recognized for it. Exactly. He doesn't want anyone to be happy he did it. He just did it because that's his job. Mm-hmm. And Brooke has seen it, saw this happen, saw it go down and he never says anything either, which I respect as well. But he goes up to I think he goes up to Zoro later and he's like, "Why didn't like you know, why didn't you tell anyone?" And yeah. it's just it is probably one of the, if not the greatest moments in One Piece. I would agree with that. Just. It's, l- it's goosebumps just thinking about it. Like it is insane. The sheer level of how much he went through and how little he expected from it. Yep. He didn't know if he was going to live. And the fact that he did la- live and he still is like. It is what it is. Yeah, basically. It's just remarkable. Yep. But as for like the villains, I didn't care for them. Mario was meh. Arguably the least. He's also such a wuss. Yeah. He's basically ch- chilling in, I can't remember what it's called, but he's basically chilling in the Bermuda Triangle, the essentially. Florian Triangle. Yeah. 
and he's just chilling there because he's too scared to do anything else. I think he tried to fight Kaido and got his arse whooped, and yep. basically he's just tail between his legs, and that's all he does. Exactly. So I just did not care for him at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big Halloween person. I don't. Yeah, like, that's fair. I don't even like. I don't like watch any horror films or anything. Yeah, it's not your cup of tea. So it wasn't a good start. Yeah. for me. With oh. that said, Brooke then joins the crew. Yep. Another bonus for the arc. And we don't end up getting a crew member for a very long time. Yes. There is some other big, th- not big things, but important things that happen in this arc as well. Like name, like things that are mentioned, which we kind of talk about. Wano and Kaido are mentioned. Big Mom is indirectly mentioned because Charlotte Lolok shows up and gives uh, uh, the paper yes, to Nami. One, one of the Charlotte family is there. Yeah. And she gives the uh, Viva card. Viva card. Her mom. And she says her mom's a very powerful pirate. Yeah. Just, just, this is my mom. <laughs> And you're like, this is my Which mom. Which the Viva card is used when yep. they fight Big Mom. So. And this is also revealed that um, the Ace paper as well. Because Ace gave one to Luffy, remember? Yep. And then this is when it's explained what it is. The importance of a yeah. Viva card and what it does, yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. Kuma's... Oh, Vegapunk is introduced as well. Name dropped, yeah. Name drop, which, I mean, again... I think he... Was he already name dropped? Just says that in this key point, it says that he's introduced... Same with the pacifistas is introduced during, okay. which that makes he sense. Made the pacifistas. Well, I was just thinking because we've seen devil fruits, uh, inanimate objects. Yeah. Eat quotations. Devil At fruits. this point. Yeah. And I can't remember if they said that that was what Vegapunk or maybe this is when it said that. I think Vegapunk it's yeah, is, uh, explained here. Yeah. Is the one who found that out. Um. Yeah. So where are we putting this? See, I guess. Yeah. Um. I'd moments s- are S tier, but overall. Yeah. It drops it down with based on the villain. Kind of arguably. Maybe this is a bold statement, but on like oh, no, it's not bold. On the weaker side of the seven warlords, lot lot of good. Yeah, he's probably the worst. Is he okay? So he I didn't want to just like say it. that, but he seems like cool the devil worst. fruit, but can't be used in the sunlight. Yeah, that's one thing. When you're comparing it to like Kuma and Flamingo, and I'd if you really want to just highlight the key moments, it could be higher. With one of the best moments in all of One Piece, with the foreshadowing of yeah. a massive arc of like island like Rook Wano, joining, Big Mom, being another mentioned. member joining. Like these are important things. So maybe we could move it up to, to B. B. But is it on? Is it on peak with like those ones? I would say maybe. Almost. I guess it is. in terms of moments, yeah, yeah. I guess it does have more important. I would. I would move it up to B for now. I feel like whenever, maybe whenever a member is joining, like you almost have to say it's probably a B. And this is a big, like like you said, like that Zoro moment alone is a solid Massive. part. We meet a lot of new characters. A lot of new characters. A lot of foreshadowing, too. Obviously, we don't want to just I make feel that like the, the main yeah, reason. I feel like the foreshadowing makes up and the moments make up for maybe they're the importance to take yeah. from the arc. You don't really need to care about Gekko Moria and the Doctor no, guy. No, Moria doesn't really come back. He does. He does, but like he does. in the grand scheme of everything, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Okay, now... On to Sabayote. Sabayote, we're doing this whole saga. Well, yeah, we're going all the way to time skip. Ba- like, right. yeah, I know. All right, so this is this is gonna look like it's looking a little bit on the longer side. That's, we might yeah. crack an hour here, but let's let's try and get through some of these a little quicker. Then, let's do the Sabayote Archipelago. Yes. So, where did you put it? I put it. Sabayote. I ended up putting at S tier. S tier. Okay. You? I put an A. Put it in A. So we'll put it up here just so we can see it. So for me, reasons being S tier is we meet the worst generation. That's pretty epic. We meet Law for the first time. One of my personal favorites. Celestial um, Dragons introduced. 
just a lot of cool things. Yeah, the Celestial Dragons are introduced. We see some characters like uh, I can't I can't remember his name. The octopus that was originally from Arlong. Oh, that was from Arlong Park. Uh, Hibachi, Kabachi. Hiba- yeah, Hibachi, something. Hibachi, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he ends up being reintroduced. Obviously, Nami is not a fan. Yeah. Um, but I believe Nami ends up forgiving him in this arc. Uh, we meet Silver's Rayleigh, the co-captain of the one and only. The one and only. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the gold, the gold Roger Pirates. So the king, the king, the right hand to the king of the pirates. Who also ends up name dropping a lot of things, and you know mentions that that Shanks was part of their crew. Uh, mentions that he's had a conversation with Shanks about Luffy. That has Luffy gushing. He also knows obviously what the One Piece is, and Usopp is all like, "Oh, what is it?" And so Luffy is pissed when Usopp asks because, of course, U- Luffy wants to figure that out on his own. Yep. And I think Silver's Rayleigh is uh respects that respects the ever looking hook out of that. One of my favorite characters, but overarching. Yeah. Basically, the main concept of this whole arc is this is where you go to get your uh, your boat bubbled so you can go to Fishman Island. Yep. That's the big important part that the little straw hats are trying to do. In the meantime of this happening, Luffy ends up punching a celestial dragon, which is a big no-no because we learned that these guys are the scum of the earth. They are the most important but also least important people ever. Basically, because in terms of the world government, they're the most important. They're founding family members. They're family ancestors of members that founded the world government. They all live on Marijua. They all think they're better than absolutely every single person in the world. And anything they say basically goes. And yeah, Luffy punches one. Charlos, I believe. Epic. And it's animated beautifully. And it's also just epic. And apparently this is just an instant crazy threat. Um... Admiral is instantly called in. We meet um, Kizaru for the first time. A whole bunch of Marines are shown up. And basically, we just see an all-out epic battle of all the worst generation pirates trying to leave, showing off some of their powers. We get to see Law use his Api Api Nomi. We see Kid using his whatever, Magna Magna Fruit, whatever it is. Basically, we just see a bunch of them getting to flex their muscles very early on. Yep. And it's also where the Straw Hats end up getting zippity-zapped because they're absolutely whacked. They're destroyed. They're, they just, it's basically where we learn the Straw Hats are not ready for the new world is no. essentially what happens here. Weak sauce. Yeah, weak sauce. The pacifistas destroy them. The Admirals are, the Admiral is way stronger than any of the worst generation pirates. And Bartholomew Kuma comes in and gives them the old pawpaw fruit into boink land. All of them are separated. All of them are in different places. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yep. And the straw hats are scattered. Yep. Yeah, so it's a pretty intense arc. I yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a lot happening. Um for it being so small. Yeah, it's not a very long arc. Um, I'm okay with putting it in A tier. Yeah. I think looking back, it is relatively short. We do get introduced to a lot of people, but it's the setup though. Yeah, it's more of the importance of the Sabayote is more so the, obviously we learn about the Celestial Dragons, which is a massive yeah. importance in terms of the world landscape mm-hmm. of this, of the One Piece world. But the main thing is the Straw Hides aren't ready. Yeah. That's so I think dropping that to an A makes sense, especially with the other ones we have on A. Those are all good lore build, but they're kind of just like. We meet a lot of characters, a lot of cool characters. Yeah. 
It's planting the seeds yeah, for what's going to happen. Bigger things are to come. Yeah. Moving on to another. Amazon Lily. Smaller First arc. real name drop of hockey. Yes. This is where hockey has begun to become a true power system within the One Piece world. Yes. Our boy Luffy apparently has such thing as hockey. I believe Which at this we point saw we already just used... saw it at Sabiote. Yeah. We saw him use it before. Yelling, uh, he used it on the weird animal thing. Of the guy that looks like Sanji. Yeah. Sanji's wanted poster, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah, and we've seen types of hockey potentially used before. Yeah, indirectly. Yeah, but this is a name drop. Yeah. It's now been named. Uh, we meet Boa Hancock for the first time. Another warlord. Very powerful. Now, at this um, point, this is the sixth one we've seen. Met. At this point, giant chip on oh, her shoulder. No. Also, they hate men. Yeah, the, uh, the Amazons. She loves Luffy. Amazons hate the men. Boa Hancock originally hates Luffy, and then all of a sudden, Luffy is unaffected by her power because Luffy just does not notice <laughs> women at all. Yep. And yeah, so the that relationship, one-sided relationship, is born. Um, Amazon Lily's all right. Yeah, it's all right. I'd see. Um, I have Amazon Lily at B. B. Okay. Uh, mostly just because I do think it's better than Orangetown. Like, I do think it's better than what we have there. It's probably on level with, like, yeah, Romance Dawn, the Baratier, in terms it of... Seems like, for me, it's, like, a B-, minus because it, it, to me, it's be- It's definitely better than, like, Sir Village, Orangetown and stuff, but, like, it's not as good as Barati, Skypea. Was I missing anything? What else, What other big things happened? Just oh, we learn about kind of, like, what happened to the Hancock sisters in terms of yeah. they were enslaved. We learned that about Ace's execution coming. Yeah, it's probably a big importance is the Beaver cards on fire and yeah. you need to save Ace. And obviously the uh, Amazonist women, Amazonians, they end up helping Luffy get to where he needs to go. Exactly. I'm just going to read through. Nothing really. Boa's, Boa Hancock's past. Which is sad. Yeah. But, it's like, but that just shows how bad yeah. people. Um, Just more, more knowledge of how bad the Celestial Dragon slash whole upper echelon yeah. of the world government really is we see where everyone got sent briefly yeah um, and it covers kind of what everyone's kind of going yeah which is i don't know i feel like that's probably pretty important yeah. seeing where all the straw hats are basically they all get to go through their own training arcs brooke is sent to the island where he's mistaken for saint yeah uh, i forgot about that part with uh with the the double elbow island yeah and namakura um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, Fisher Tiger is briefly mentioned, which is big, which is Fisher big Tiger for has, later on. Yeah, big, big for later on. Um, other than that, based on yeah. our current way we've been ranking, I guess just based on some of the foreshadowing and importance of that, and also the introduction of a new power system. Yeah. Name being name drop, I feel like B is appropriate. Yeah. I feel like C ends up being more of the, eh, it's okay, but nothing really coming from it, and then D is more of just like the, eh. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on then. Impel down. Oh boy. This one's a fun little. Uh, this arc, in my opinion, is just fun for me. I'm gonna put an S. Okay. Honestly, if you were to compare this to Dungeons and Dragons, it's just a massive dungeon crawl. Large dungeon crawl. A lot of Easter eggs, Luffy. and just it's just <laughs> fun because you're like, I wonder where like. You don't think about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember when Luffy fought this person or visited this yeah. person. It's just nonstop fighting, Yep. basically, all going all the way down the different levels of Impel mm-hmm. Down, while also getting introduced to both One old up. and new people. Yep. 
and you also get some epic moments within that. You get we see Bon Clay again, yep. who once again is a fan favorite, I think, uh, in terms of his relationship with the Straw, and he just strengthens it here, where he is willing to sacrifice so much to save Luffy, yep. which is awesome. We see Buggy the Clown again, mm-hmm. who also is very important, actually, in the escape of this prison. Yep. We meet... Um, Avonkov. Avonkov. And the, my arguably my favorite character, Jimbei. That is true. We do eventually get to Jimbei. Because the whole point of yeah. going to this prison is that Luffy at this moment believes Ace is at in, the bottom yeah. of Impel Down, which is also where Jimbei is, which is also mm-hmm. where... Um, I can't remember his name, but... The used to be Marine guy is also down there and who ends up joining Blackbeard's crew. Yep. Um, basically it's just a fun arc. Lots of fighting. If you're a big fan of fighting and Shonen, then obviously you're going to really like this one filled with happy moments, sad moments, epic moments, adrenaline filled moments. Literally. I mean, literally, literally, yeah. literally Avangov with adrenaline stacking Luffy basically. So he can continue on. We meet Magellan. who's a very interesting individual with a weird quirk of having to go to the bathroom a lot mm-hmm. and yeah we we meet Jimbei who we learn about his relationship with ace his relationship with whitebeard um obviously a very loving character you learn on later on basically yep. we see crocodile in here as well which is interesting interesting and crocodile doesn't want to kill straw hat well i mean he probably said it but he doesn't yeah there's a huge, there's a weird then, connection between him and Ivankov, which has just never been revealed. Yeah, we in the live action, there's a hint at it. Yeah, which has been a big fan theory for a yeah. while, and but so on and so forth. They definitely have some sort of prior relationship. What that is, we do now know. Yep. And then there's a fight with Blackbeard. Turns out, wow, Blackbeard's a bad person, and he tricked the world government because at this point he's a warlord. And turns out that the whole reason he wanted to be a warlord was just so he could have access to all of the prisoners in Impel Down and try and get them on his crew, all the strong ones. Yep. Wow. How could they? How <laughs> could this? Well, it's all wrong. Uh, so yeah, he ends up having a fight with I don't I don't I think he fights Magellan, but he also has maybe a little bit of a spat with Luffy. But like he's not just much, like though. he's basically he goes full Hisoka on Luffy. I think where he's just like not yet. Yep. Not yet. Yeah. You know, no, not yet. Not yet. I can wait. I'll wait longer. Um, and then Luffy ends up getting out of there because Ace isn't there, and he's got to head over to um, Marineford. That's where yeah. Luffy, where his brother is about to be executed, and he does not want that to happen. Wrecked. So for me, it's an S tier. It's not quite peak. It's just if we were just talking straight fighting peak, then sure. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Um, lots of cool characters we meet and get reunited with to see again. A lot of people love Crocodile. It's cool to see him again. He obviously ends up escaping with all of them. Mm-hmm. And Luffy, at this point, I don't think anyone, if maybe one person's escaped Impel Down or something yeah, at this like point. Yeah, the and, numbers is extreme. And then Luffy low. just like jailbreaks and Blackbeard combined to jailbreak like pretty much all of Impel Down. So. <laughs> Other big thing too um, for this arc, which is important for the first mention of this lore, is Crocodile uh, revealed that Zoan users can have a class and was awakened. Which yeah, Awakened is dropped for the first time. Yeah. Which, I mean, that will be explained later on in different arts. Because we meet the, the, the one guards that are Zone Awakened yeah. types. Anything else we're missing? Major points? Not really. Um, that's basically it. I mean, literally, I went down more of a rabbit hole, but it just said, yeah, key points that Ivankov and Jim Bear introduced and Luffy fights prior 
and helps right. escape management. I'm like, uh, all right, we'll we'll jump on to Marine Ford. Marine I'm gonna Ford. put this into peak yep. One Piece. Yeah, you just put it right up there. Wow, it's convenient that the next peak One Piece. I can do this. You can do this. This trackpad yep. is oh, awful. Oh, there we go. Um, so it's worth noting right now we do not have this in actual order on the tier list. Because mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, Marine Ford is better than NS Lobby, but we're just kind of putting this in order, maybe. If we wrap when we wrap it up next episode, we might shift it into the full order. We'll yep. see. But I think it's safe to say Marine Ford's peak. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about this too much because I think people just need to watch it and, and enjoy it. Enjoy it because this is the best of One Piece. We get a lot here. We get epic fights. There's a lot of suspense build. Is Whitebeard coming? A lot of emotions. Is Whitebeard not coming? Yeah. Well, <laughs> spoiler He's coming. <laughs> And turns out, old man may, may be dying of cancer no jitsu, but <laughs> man be packing a punch. Heck yeah. A lot of annoying things also happen in this arc, like uh, some things involving Whitebeard by his own son's quotations, which yep. they're just manipulated. Anyways, we see the three admirals. We see the fleet admiral. We have Garp up here. We have Garp talking to Ace being like, if you would have just been a Marine, this never would have happened. You know, stuff like that. Real emotional scenes. Real epic fights. We get to see Luffy popping off with his first real um, expression of Conker's hockey in a very, still not a controlled state, very similar to how he uses it on um, on Amazon Lily, but it's where since it's in front of the Marines, it's the first extent of being like, oh, this guy really is gonna be a real problem now. And in he earns the respect of Whitebeard. He stands right next to Whitebeard, not giving a crap of who he's standing next to, and is like, "We need to save Ace, old guy." Yeah. Like, and everyone's like, "You can't say that to Pops." And Whitebeard's just like, "Who the hell do you think you are?" And he's like, "I'm Ace's brother." And he's like, "Oh my!" And he just laughs it off like, "Okay." Um, but yeah, overall the arc is great. We see a lot of great fights. Yep. We see all the warlords fighting. So we see Mihawk there. He's fighting. It is just complete and utter yeah. chaos. We'll talk about the smaller, because I don't want to reveal like the big, big things that happen. I feel like we have to. If we're talking about the yeah. big things in all the arcs, we're going to have yeah. to mention it. Where, if you're at this point, there's going to be major spoilers for this arc. Because this is the peak. This the is their peak. big things that happen. And I think, obviously, the most heartbreaking thing is there's two versions of this for that are absolutely heartbreaking to me. The whole goal of this is to save Ace. Yep. Excluding all the crazy fights that are happening, we get to the point where, because at this point, Ace accepts that he's dead. He does not want everyone, all these people dying for him. Mm -hmm. He'd rather just die and have everyone be safe. We eventually get to the point where Ace finally accepts that he wants to still live. Yep. During this moment, Luffy has to punch his own grandpa to get to his brother. And we reach a point where we actually think Ace is saved. Ace yep. and Luffy are leaving. They're leaving together. Smile on Ace's face. Everything's good to go. Everything's good to go. Luffy drops Ace's Viva card. Yep. And then there's an Ace in the hole. Which is... uh, Yeah. It's... <laughs> it's hard. Luffy looks up. And there's a fist through his brother. Yep. Brother's been fisted. <laughs> Fire fist ace. Has been fisted. Has been fisted. Yeah, it's um 
I believe this was Admiral Akainu, Mm -hmm. who ends up using his magma devil fruit, which, fun fact, we learn is kind of a counter to fire because it is hotter than fire. And here later on in One Piece, I'm sure he was using hockey as well. Yep. And he goes right through Ace. And when he was about to attack Luffy, Ace jumps in front to save his brother, who ironically was there to save him. Emotional. And Luffy is just stunned. Yep. Basically goes unconscious during this. Um, Jimbei ends up saving him from that. And uh, so obviously that's heartbreaking seeing that. Mm-hmm. But the thing that also gets you is this whole time, Garp has such an act on that he doesn't care about Ace being executed. He broke the law. This is what yeah. you get for breaking the law and not becoming a Marine. But the second ace is actually dead. It hits him. Garp. Especially if you are where, where you're, if you're caught up in the manga, you know what Garp is truly capable of. <laughs> That's an understatement. Right? Like, yeah. And Sengoku has to force Garp's face into the ground. And Garp is like, That's right, Sengoku. You better hold me down because if you don't, I'm killing Aikainu. Yep. And that just. Knowing how Garp is and his relationship with the world government, like with the Marines, is like justice. His, you know, it's shaky, but he does. He is a person of true justice. Yeah, not true justice. I shouldn't say that. That's more kind of. He just sees things as black and white. And if you're a pirate, you're bad. Garp Pretty is much. more of like on the lines of like, if you're a good person, like you could theoretically be a pirate and be a good person. Still, yeah, exactly. Which is, which is Luffy to a tier. Yeah, to a TM. Sorry, and. Just seeing how distraught he was after that, like that he was willing to kill a Marine for killing one of his basically grand, yeah. his son. It like, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, basically. It's basically his son. During this arc, also we've totally <laughs> glazed over, but fun fact, Ace actually is is uh Goldie Rogers' son. Which is huge reveal. Who asks Garp to take care of. Yes. That Garp does, because they were searching for all these kids, was searching for Goldie Rogers' kid to kill him. Yep. And Garp knew who it was. And protected him and kept him safe. Yeah. This is also when it's revealed to the world who Luffy's family is, too. That is also true. Because that's a big thing. But his um, name's Monkey D. Dragon. I guess on his water poster, it probably just says Dragon. Yeah, I think it does just say Dragon. But, yeah, and obviously, it was like, your family caused me a lot of trouble and problems. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was just a really sad scene. Uh, the way Luffy reacts, the way Garp reacts. And you that's when you know that... Yeah, Garp is just... A, it's a facade. He cares about yeah. Luffy and Ace. It doesn't matter that they chose to be pirates. He still loves them in his own weird way. Yeah. Other things, too. Uh, some random guy named Sabo gets introduced. Well, no, that that that's this. <laughs> no, it gets... Uh, it's, it's he's before, name dropped. He's, he's name dropped. He's name dropped. Yeah. The actual importance of Sabo is yeah. the post-arc. Exactly. Post-war. Uh, Jinbei goes, haha, I'm not going to be a warlord anymore. <laughs> well, he saves Luffy basically by opposing yeah he renounces oppos- it yeah he opposes it he he and he he basically says like i'm there to save ace yeah which you know gives it up which is bad for fishman island but <laughs> we'll touch on that later and he saves luffy luffy ends up getting obviously struck by the manga fruit causing his iconic now iconic scars yep and as all this fighting and chaos and death is going on who better than to show up at the last minute while kobe is popping off being like what's the point anymore and he's about to get He's about to get ace in the hold there by a kind of who this is just proof of his his uh black and white version of justice, which yep. is 
Um, Kobe understands that. What are we even fighting for at this point? We also see his hockey. That's true. First time. He uses Conqueror's hockey for the first time, but he's fighting for the fact that we Ace is dead. That was the goal. Yep. Why are we still fighting? Why are, like why Let's must leave. Marines die? Let's just yeah. No one else and has to die. And kind of like hell no. I'm about to whoop your ass and kill your ass because you you oppose me. And who better to show up in the most badass way than the red hair crew and Shanks blocking that yeah. fist? And he said something along the lines of like. Uh, says something. I think he says something along the lines of, "Uh, better word. I couldn't have said it better myself, or something along those yeah. lines." Yeah, very Shanksy. Yeah, and he just has such a great speech of, basically, it ends up being, if you're, if you guys are still ready to fight, we're fresh and ready. Another Yonko crew, basically, yeah, is fresh exactly. and ready to fight, and the Marines are just like, like it's about that time we Sengoku, get out of here. Yeah, Sengoku's like, he's like. Curse you, red hair. Yeah, I don't like, get yeah. you next time. Basically, he ends the war. Yeah. Which is awesome. Barely badass. Other big things is, obviously, White Bear ends up dying, trying to save one of his sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, killed, basically, by one of his sons, because Blackbeard ends up taking Whitebeard's power. Yep. So, the only person in the One Piece world we, to this date that we know that has two devil fruits. That's Which pretty is- significant. One of the four emperors dying, significant. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's uh, that that's sad. Seeing how the white beard and all the one people that were close to white beard being really depressed is all is pretty sad. The Luffy thing is sad. He ends up getting saved by, I believe, Trafalgar Law is there, and he ends up going in the sub. I think so. Um, another key moment of this arc is the true tale of buggy the clown begins yes it is discovered that buggy was on goldie rogers crew he ends up getting a large following of that escapees from impel down who are strictly following buggy the clown because one was on goldie rogers crew two shanks recognizes him and it's like hey, hey buggy yeah he's doing? like what's going on, buggy man? hates shanks yeah. but everyone's like wow he's all buddy buddy with shanks and thus begins the story of how epic of how Buggy D Clown Buggy D Clown Buggy D Clown. We don't know if he's a D though. No, we don't. But, but Buggy Buggy ends up amassing a massive armada, basically. Yeah. Because of just technically not lies, just not full truth, but just off of name. <laughs> yeah. That is how he not strength, but name. Which his name res- is the only thing that's yeah, carrying. Which him. you can respect because he ends up using it to the utmost, but still. Exactly. Luffy ends up escaping with Lom. Shanks ends the war. Death on both sides. Some hockey discoveries. Yeah. And just a tragic arc where I think one of the saddest things, and I know we all know that this is how the crew felt, is that the Straw Hat crew was not there to help Luffy and what you could argue is one of the most sad sad and needed yeah. his friends. Like, he... They were not there when he they, he needed the most, yep. and it's not their own fault for not being. It's not their fault for not being there, but it's they cool. all but they all feel yeah like they it feel is. it yeah, and that that hits hard, which then leads into the final part we'll talk about for this yep. this episode, which is the post war arc, which covers basically the old. It covers before we get into the flashback. Yeah, it it covers. 
the plan. Yep. Luffy understands that they are both from Sabayoti and from this war that him and his crew are not ready yet. So he makes the call that that they are going to train for two years. Yep. They're going to meet back at the Sabayoti Acapelago in two years' time, and they will be ready. Dun, dun, dun. And he gets that message to his crew, and they all take it to heart, yep. and they all do anything within their power to also train as hard as they possibly can so that they are all ready to be together again and never have something like this happen again. For Luffy, the big thing is he never wants to lose someone he loves because again. of his own weakness. Yep, exactly. And it's that's sad. Now, the fun part about the uh, flashback is that we meet Sabo. We get to see Kid Ace, Kid yeah. Luffy, and just the interaction of these three young Wholesome lads. kids. Just fun, you know, stealing from bandits and all that yep. type of stuff. Just normal kid crap. Stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, Sabo Classic. being rich, but hating the rich. Yep. Just very interesting stuff. Fun. Um, where did I put it on my stuff at now that I'm like looking? Post war. I put it as an A tier. A tier? Okay. Actually, yeah, the same. I just I really enjoy seeing It's a fun not fun. That's not the right Ace word. Ace is a fan favorite, and for how yeah. little he's in the story, it is remarkable how liked he is. And this just helps that. Yeah. We see Ace die, and then we get to see as opposed to a character being so built up and then seeing them die, that's a very common trope, I feel like, in anime and manga, where yeah. someone's built up and you're like, oh, no. They're going to die soon. And then they die. This is, like, almost the opposite, where we see... We really didn't get much of Ace. No. The, before he passes away. Alabasta. He's not there that long. But no, but that's what I mean. Like, that's when we kind of see him a bit. And we see that fight with Blackbeard. Yeah. And that's it. And they're like, you're going to die now. Yeah, and then the moment I'm Marine for it. And it's like, it's sad that we don't get much, but man, it's, it's, it's it felt still. And then the post-war arc of that flashback, we get to meet Saba. We meet Luffy at a young age and the impacts that his brothers, even though maybe not by blood, had on him. And we see also Ace display Conker's hockey at this in this flashback. Yep. And... Just based on his strength, he definitely could have used Conqueror's Hockey, and there's a few reasons people speculate he never used it. One is that he gave up his dream to be the King of the Pirates to allow Whitebeard to be King of the Pirates, and a lot of people say that maybe that's one of the reasons he lo almost lost the ability to use Conqueror's Hockey because okay. he no longer had that will, that desire yeah. to be that the Supreme King, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and the <laughs> hilariously... In a sad, depressing way, we watch them as they lose their brother. Yep. <laughs> in a in a flashback. Yeah. So it's not only do we watch a, uh, Luffy lose his one brother that we thought he only had, we get to watch him <laughs> lose both brothers in a very short span of time. Yeah. Sabo was definitely a really cool kid. Yep. Um, his impact was definitely large on those on those two characters, obviously. We Ace originally has the tattoo, saw, too. Well, we see, originally we see Ace and Luffy have the shared sake, and there's a shadow that somehow people, and one, that Oda put in, yeah. and then two, that people noticed, and then we see that there was a third cup. It's Sabo. Like you said, there's an S that's crossed out on Ace's arm to be homage to his fallen brother. Yep. And that both Ace and Luffy carry Sabo in their dreams as they became pirates. Exactly. You know, Sabo may not have been able to do that 
but they'll do it for Sabo. And yeah, it was a uh, it was an imp impactful arc in terms of we just saw Ace die, and now we're getting all this backstory of what he meant to Luffy. And obviously, we see the other brother, what he meant to Luffy. And we get to see where the Straw Hats are and that they have a plan. And with that being said, we have a plan. We exactly. just do part three. Exactly. So stay tuned. And if you made it this long in the episode, we appreciate it. It's true. This is a long one. But yeah, part three will be on everything post time skip. Heck yeah. Which is from the return to the Sabiotic Archipelago all bom, the way bom, to Egghead Island. Island. Which could be in. Could be like a month from now when the, that episode airs. So. Read your One Piece. Watch your One Piece Heck if you yeah. want and join us. Make your own tier list. Check out the link tree in the description. Join us on Discord. Feel free to ask questions in the question corner. And feel free to post your One Piece tier list in the Discord. Heck yeah. Until then, we will talk to you guys soon. We'll see you next Wednesday. Hell yeah. Bye. TNMP. The Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the islands by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.